Welcome back to Soccer Card United. It's episode 149 of the greatest soccer card podcast in the world. My name is Jason. That is Enzo over there. Hi, Enzo over Hello, there. Hello, Jason over here. How are you doing? I'm well. Good. Great. I'm fantastic. Good. It's good, Monday, good. is it? It's Monday today. Start of another week. Unbelievable. Jason hosted a big party over the weekend, so big I couldn't tell party. you what day it is. Yeah. Um, still not feeling... The best. The best. You could have done with one of those roles today. I could have done. I could have done. Um, but... You know, if anything, a podcast makes me come to life, raise no, my everything, level. Everything here, I believe, is very in order. More in order than I expected it to be. So you've been hard at work. I've been hard at work. and um, You look, you, you seem in good form. I was chatting to you before we turned on the cameras. Yeah. And you don't seem how you're describing yourself being. Well, I'm, I'm medicated. Great. You're, you're putting <laughs> on a big facade. <laughs> Showbiz. Showbiz, baby. Um. Right, so lots on the show today, but first of all, I just wanted to say that we have um, new products on SoccerCardsUnited.com. Oh, yes. Um, so this is uh, one of my favorite announcements that we get to make. Mm, when we um, remember to talk about our shop. Yeah, so for anyone who listens and only listens to some episodes, we do have a shop. It's You could listen to this show for many for years and months and not never know. Um, so we just sold out of the Prism, Premier League Prism 2023. Yeah. That was not live for very long. Uh, we just got for the first time ever we are stocking finest flashbacks we never actually stocked that initially Jason yeah we have the SPFL Chrome we have the SPFL Chrome bundle which has gone down very well people love the bundle it's been flying out the door we have a restock of 2021 Topps Chrome Sapphire Edition which is actually very interesting Topps.com and I believe UK did a restock of that exact box over the weekend at like 665 and also of 2022 Sapphire which is crazy. First time I've seen them do like a restock months after and years. Very after interesting. That wasn't uh, people in the F1 community noticed that. Yeah. We're down to one box of Formula One Dynasty. Here we go. Uh, we have the restock of those Manchester City team sets. Yeah. Uh, coming soon is going to be this year's team sets as well. That that's not live yet. I like to put it live when it's in hand, Jason. Uh, we have one more case of Dynasty sealed case. If you're into that, and I think that's all the new stuff and the restocks, Jason. Yeah. So exciting to have finest flashbacks there. Yeah. Um, we have more stuff coming. More stuff coming. And you know, I actually have some really nice boxes, really good boxes. Yeah. I'll give some examples. Merlin Chrome. Oh. Right. First edition from last year. Yeah, twenty one, twenty two. First Deco, edition. Deco. Right. Right. And Jason, I was debating restocking versus let's just bring it to card shows. Right. I think we might. I think card shows. Okay. There's only a couple boxes. One box here. One box there. You know. Yeah. I think it'd be nicer on the card show table, I think. On the card show circuit. I think so. Yeah. I feel like people are going to DM us now being like, I want it. Yeah, and just, like Deco on our price, Jason, on our site is like 150. That was initial release, people. So you're saying don't don't start, people going, don't get any ideas. They sold for 150, now it's selling for 220. Lads, please, let me buy it on your... And then they see this price is different and then they're going to be sad. That happens a lot. <laughs> that happens a lot. That does happen a lot. But I think, yeah, they're going to be... If you, if you catch us at a card show, they'll be on our table. That's what I'll say. Okay. So, um... And there's still more to actually load on the site. So right. keep an eye. So keep an eye out. And um, I tell you what, I'd love to open a box of that football finest flashbacks because I, I want to see what those box toppers are like in oh, real yeah. life. I'll bring one over, Jason. Sorry about that. No, no problem. I'm, I'm sorry. It's not an issue. I'll bring it over next time. Okay. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Also, um, we have had uh, requests for the rookie spreadsheet the XL the XL um, that will be that information that will, will be, be getting parceled out in some way in some way and 
I'm probably going to put a post on Instagram about this, but if any, we're doing a postcards United this week for Thursday because I am going to be at Old Trafford for Man United versus Brentford B. So we're actually recording that tomorrow. So if you have any itching questions that you want to shoot our way, yeah, hit us up. Great. Good. Hmm. Um. So yeah. So send us some questions in. We'll do. We'll do. A, we'll do a Q and A show on Thursday. And um, because any live news that comes out Thursday, we ends up being Manchester. Uh, watching uh, Ten Hags Reds I think they call them Ten Hags Reds Ten Hags Reds they call them I don't know if they call them that uh, anyway so we crack on with the show Enzo did you see this big news about um, the Topps MLB debut patch did I see it I shared it on our Instagram Jason of course I've seen it I've seen it before you <laughs> there's a question that's how I'll answer that okay did you see it did I see it I just saw it there um uh, when you put it on Instagram so I'm fine. here we go so this is this is one of the great things about this is that it made the uh, it made non-sports card media so this is from cbssports.com mm-hmm. um, and if I can find your oh, hang on a second where where's it gone is it not oh maybe it didn't make cbssports.com <laughs> wait one second Tops what's happened here Oh, Jason. Tell us the news anyway while, while I'm looking for this. Uh, Fanatics have partnered with Tops, who they own, obviously. They've partnered with the MLB, should I say. Who, um, they're now, anytime an MLB player makes their official debut in Major League Baseball, yeah, their jersey is going to have a stitched on patch, an MLB debut patch. Everyone that's listening to this has already knows about this, Jason, by the way. Um, MLB debut patch is going to be on their uniform and that is going to get cut off after the game or unstitched off maybe and they're going to use it to create there it is on screen they're going to use it to create the ultimate one of one rookie card e, at the Mint Collective Tops were talk, talk people from Tops and Fanatics were talking about should this appear in a flagship product so a widely produced low cost product to get into mm-hmm. or should it be the big chase of a more premium set like Dynasty um, I personally think Jason yeah, there's a chance this might be something that is kind of similar to like Panini's Kabooms where it's like it actually will feature in multiple brands. Mm. Maybe they're not going to tell you or maybe, I don't know. Like it might be a case of there's some in, some, are, some players are in flagship, some players are in high end. So I don't know. Um, I have no idea what way they're going to swing it. If it's all in flagship, it's kind of cool because it's like... It's the big chase in flagship. Huge chase, yeah. you know. Um, but if it's in a more premium product, it's also a huge chase. But I guess a lot of people are kind of removed from hitting it. Um, because the price to access the big, the bigger part. I don't know. It's it's crazy, and I just hope that we kind of see it in soccer. Although I don't know how we could possibly. Yeah. So obviously, we could see it in soccer for the Champions League debut, Champions League, or Champions League debut. But when it comes to logistics and that mm, side of yeah. things, the soccer hobby just isn't as as developed. So like, we know like it's very hard for companies, it seemingly, uh, to get on card autographs for soccer players. So something like this. You know, or even you look at how difficult it is for them to actually get like match worn yeah. stuff. Like so something like this, which is quite like uh, involved, like quite logistically yeah. complica- complicated, it would be hard to do for soccer. But in saying that, never say never. I think they could pull it off for um international tournament debut. So for example, Tops have the Euro license. Yeah. They could I think you could get away with the first game anyone's playing in a European or World Cup competition. Yeah. You could get it on maybe, or maybe your first Euros, maybe Euro debut, uh, which obviously it's not as prestigious. But here's a, here's something as well. As far as I know, pretty much every MLB player, if you're in the MLB, you have a baseball card. 
You mm. cannot be drafted into the MLB without and play for a season or two without getting a baseball card. This is not true currently of soccer. Yeah. So there'd be loads of players who would get the patches but who would never make a checklist. True. You see? You see? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we did. We, we much more logistically a nightmare in soccer. Yeah, like you could do Champions League debut, but then it's like a lot of players might be a Champions League qualifiers, and does that count? Yeah, does, does that all? count? And they're in the Europa League. Does that you know? Imagine you won the Europa League, but you don't get a patch, but you do get a patch. You just you go to the group stage of the Champions League. And I mean, like I, you'd like to imagine, we're going to see this for basketball and for football because they're getting those licenses. They're getting those licenses, and yeah. they're they're also the same, right? One domestic. I mean, Formula One. Could you get it on it? Probably not. But you know, I mean, you only get we one patch yeah, ever. Ever. That's a big chase. True. But no, I don't but know. I mean, like, it's like the, the... It perfectly this... fits into MLB and it will do for NBA and it will do for... The imagine a logo debut man, a logo man debut. Um, yeah, it will. And I think we will see that when they get the licenses. And I also think at least, at the very least, Jason, I think it opens the door for them to do some form of specialized patch, potentially for soccer somewhere. Yeah. Do you know? Okay. Um, one more thing I was going to say was do, 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 do. I can't remember sorry but it was going to be um, no it's gone can't sorry. remember but it was I, I think if you clench your fist you remember is that right don't know find out no, no. <laughs> nothing it's not working um, so oh, yes I remember what I was going to say so are do did you I think this is the did you remember because you clenched your fist we have no proof that that's not what happened is this the big announcement that Tops were talking about at the industry conference? That's going to change everything forever. Yeah. Because this isn't that. I think so. But that does change the game in a, in a respect. It does. I suppose it, it brings... It, you're starting with the cards. It's like you're bringing cards to the forefront. Like you're telling an MLS... An M, uh, MLB player, you're saying, hey, maybe yeah. get MLS debut, by hey, the way. By the way. Um, start there. Start there, people. Because you already have all your infrastructure. You're traveling around getting the MLB ones. You may as well. You may as well. But I'm thinking MLB debut. Like the players are. They're being forced now. If they didn't already know. They're being forced now to be like baseball cards. I understand. Because it's like. They're like. what? what where did this. Why do I have this patch? And where are you taking it from me? And it's yeah. like. Oh this is for baseball cards. Collectibles. Da, da, da. And it's like. Okay cool. And now you're in it. Even though your baseball cards are so big. That you could not be in baseball. Without knowing about baseball cards. Surely all. Imagine. Yeah. A, yeah you'd have to be maybe from a country where baseball cards weren't so big yeah. but then even if you were in, if you were from a foreign country into baseball you'd probably have heard it. and it doesn't matter but I, I, I accept your hypothetical yeah so I, I don't think this is the big huge 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 announcement which to be honest it's kind of crazy because it is a huge announcement yeah hmm interesting and, and it's genuine innovation from fanatics yes that's brilliant like it's I don't, I don't see any negative to this now a lot of people have said that this is something that realistically is not going to be a drop in the ocean compared to all the issues that exist. Mm. They're saying, right, but this is kind of a good, this is a good news story. You know, everyone likes it, but realistically, how many patches are going to end up in people's hands? And like, there are other things to fix. To fix. But I'd say this is on the. I'd say there's a team that fixes and a team that innovates. These are the innovators. These are the innovators. These are the blue. Sc- these are the vision officers. These are the chief vision executive officer people. Great. Has to be. I, lo- I don't see any negative to it. To be honest. No, there's no downside. We're happy. We're we're happy with this. It's good. Um. Also, we get some news from Sports Collectors Daily on on this oh, week's it's show. It's been a while. It's been a while because is it Rick? 
It's Rich. Uh, no Horatio uh, Horatio Ruiz over uh, his debut is it on this show? Could be could oh, be Horatio Soccer debut. United debut batch, patches. So we send him now a little patch to put on his yeah episode yeah one four nine. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, when did you first go on Soccer United? When were you first debuted on Soccer yeah. United? Here you go. So here we go. Right, this is from SportsCollectorsDaily.com. Beckett's proposed grading scale change meets with opposition. So originally the news would have been, the headline would have been... Uh, so it's a scale change. Scale change for Beckett. But the reaction was so bad. I learned something really important this weekend about Beckett that made me feel a lot more comfortable. And what was that? That Dr. Beckett himself is not actually involved in Beckett anymore because he sold his shares a long time ago. So now, because I always felt like bad to like slate Beckett because I'm like, because I know the history is there. I know Dr. Beckett was like... Probably. Yeah, he was doing it. I'm like, oh, he sold... That's... Fuck them. They're terrible. They've, they've They're just a company with that name. In the last three years, they've shown themselves not to be Dr. Beckett. Mm. And they've shown themselves to just shoot themselves in the foot and just try to fit in where they were already perfectly established. And they kind of just completely and utterly, disgracefully and shockingly and awfully lost market share daily. For no reason. For no, no one... People were begging them to just say it's an April Fool's. Have a bit of marketing nuance yeah. to your business please just say it's April Fool's it'd be great it'd be gas and they didn't do you know a Dr. Oatker pizzas I once had an Italian tell me that those pizzas are creme de la creme they love them not as a you know they love pizza but like if I'm looking for a shitty pizza yeah. you cannot beat Dr. Oatker I know Dr. Oatker but did he sell his shares in the Dr. Oatker company potentially is he still involved Don't how know. many doctors is Dr. Pepper still involved in the drink <sighs> Okay, anyway. Less than 48 hours after introducing changes to the upper end of its long-standing grading scale, Beckett Collectibles backtracked amid backlash from its customers. Oh, Horatio has a real uh, flair with the pen. Alliteration. Backtracked amid backlash from its customers and at least for now has scuttled its plan. This is... The- no, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The announcement acknowledged that the proposed changes weren't popular with customers. Among the most widely criticised changes was the lower designation of a gold 9.5 grade from its current gem mint to mint plus. Um. And here's, the, here's what they said, right, in a statement. After listening carefully to the feedback you all shared, we have decided not to make any changes to our grading scale at this time. The company stated uh, that, okay, so we will keep you updated with an official announcement later next week regarding improvements to our grading scale. In its initial announcement, as the Mint Collective kicked off in Vegas last week, the company said it would expand its qualifications for a gem mint grade, allowing a card with just one 10 subgrade and three 9.5s to qualify as a gem mint 10. The move was meant to align Beckett with its competitors who only give the gem mint designation to cards receiving a 10 grade. So we'll go through this in a second. But um, for more than 20 years, Beckett considered its 9.5 equal to a PSA 10, but that perception, at least in the mind of some collectors and dealers, depends on the subgrades. The market often saw a card with multiple subgrades 9.5 did not equal a 10 rate and assigned to cards by its largest competitor, PSA. Now, Beckett have a chief visionary officer. So these companies are... Looking for for vision. This is a time of great innovation and vision in this uh, collectibles industry. He said this. In a video since taken down on Beckett's Twitter timeline, Scott Roskin said, We have spent months and months and months talking to all sorts of hobby participants going through this, and believe me, this is the best thing for the hobby. Uh, I have a feeling he's going to get the old Josh Luber treatment. Apparently he's still around. Chief Vision Officer Luber? Yeah. But he's not public. No, he's to himself, but he, he was like, saying some crazy shit at the Mint Collective, apparently. Uh, chief vision officers in the hobby and Chelsea managers. Go, like, a, just... To oh, death I, thought, I thought that was part of the statement. I no, no, like, no, what? no. 
after hearing and reading comments of customers of other days, said they, the company officials met and decided to delay moving ahead with its intended uh, plan. The reversal was announced on Saturday. So, the change to align Gemmin grades with its peers was one of the moves meant to recharge Beckett's grading service, which faces not only strong competition from the ever-growing PSA, but also SGC and CSG. One of the collector's biggest concerns about the proposed change was the value retained by the 9.5 gem mints already in circulations. But beyond market price reactions, there were other questions. Can I get a 9.5 restab to a 10? If so, would it come at a reduced price for active Beckett customers? Would cards submitted to be restab be subject to the new grading inspection? And would a new inspection jeopardize a card already graded gem mint? So we're going to hear more next week from Beckett on this. No, they scrapped it. No, but they said they'll have more to say about their plans later this week. I think they scrapped it. No, no, but they're going to do something. They're going to, they, they're going to say... No, but I think I think maybe... When was this thing posted? Uh, yesterday. Okay. Okay. So they, can have to, they, they can't climb down. They have to say, we're going to put our heads together and come up with something else. Because they can't be huge... But like, the problem is, their entire thing... Yeah. Was that their 10 was like, ooh. Yeah. But they want their 9.5 to just be equal to PSA, which is fine. It's so, fine to want that. I don't know why there's four tens there, Jason, on that screen. Yeah. What, what's Why is there two gem mints? What's that about? So, because there's different configurations, you but see. They both say 10 gem mint. I, don't, I know that there's... Yeah. So, so, the new scale that they... So, right now, you can get it back at 9.5. That's gem mint. And then you can get a pristine 10. The pristine 10, you need to have three tens. And then, if you have four tens, you get a black label pristine. Yeah. Right, so they but they said we're going to scrap that and we're going to start from 9.5 again. So, what they suggested was Mint Plus, which is a 9.5 now, Mint would, would have been a 9.5. Multiple subgrade combinations can exist to achieve the designation Mint Plus. The highest combination would be four 9.5s, or you can have one 10 and three 9.5s, and you can get a 10 gem mint. You can also get a 10 gem mint if you have two 10s and two 9.5s. In my personal collection, I have one 9.5 that I'm officially cracking and sending to PSA. Right. That's all I can say about that. Then you get a gold label pristine, which is three tens and one 9.5. And then you get a black label pristine, which consists of... Black label is the best thing about BGS. Yeah. Beckett. It's beautiful. So this just did not go down well at all. Because it's ridiculous. And it's also like... If I have a load of 9.5s actually have 10 subgrades, do I now have to go through the effort to send it to Beckett to fix it? And do I have to pay for that? Or are they just going to be backlogged fixing all the 9.5s? Like, what are you... I understand, though, in fairness, the only thing I'll say, they have been just sliding down, 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 down. It used to just be PSA or BGS. And I'm pretty sure back in the day, BGS actually had more, the, yeah. more respect than, yeah. than PSA. So I would say since Dr. Beckett, I don't know, the decline... And Dr. Beckett leaving is probably, if you had those two graphs, they're probably fairly clean together. I don't know. I don't know enough about it, to be honest. Um, but yeah, they've been, because even like last year, I believe, when they announced their new slabs, mm. then they backtracked that as well. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of badness. Yeah, the new holders. No, but the new the new style of, you know, the big B with, just, with the star. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I think they initially were like, yeah. this is our new logo, and then they initially said, no, it's actually not. Um. Just to give you a quick bit of background on James Beckett. Mm, that's important. James Beckett is an American statistician from Wikipedia. Statistician, author, editor, and publisher. His publications are well known to sports car collecting. So he, he earned a degree in PhD, a PhD degree in statistics at Southern Methodist University in 1975. Then became an associate professor at Bowling Green 
uh, university while he was there he began preparing baseball card price guides which he offered free upon request he's a hobbyist he's a collector yeah. first and foremost he's hardcore as well Beckett price guides rely upon information from sellers throughout the United States who supply information on customer interest and sales of products he's doing like he used uh, to be eBay comps he's doing eBay comps before internet was a thing yeah Price guides typically carry two label, two value labels, one upon a high value, one upon a low value. So it's giving you a range. That's brilliant. Brilliant. Um, as a as a condition of collectibles is important as any the value, Beckett price guides also typically include a series of definition estimating conditions. So he started grading because he was pricing, and you can't price without condition. Condition. Genius. Now, in 1984, he began publishing Beckett Baseball Card Monthly. A rival publication called Tough Stuff was also founded that year. Beckett Baseball Card Monthly grew in popularity became the basis for Beckett Media now based in Dallas, Texas. Beckett Publications produced price guides for a variety of sports collectibles. Um, market values for non-sports cards like Pokemon and other related products are also tracked. Beckett retained an advisor as a senior position as senior advisor for Beckett Media but was is no longer editor slash publisher as he was in the 1980s and 90s. The publishing company became a leading publisher of sports and entertainment market collectible guides and was acquired by Prize Media in 2005 oh interesting mm. then there's stuff about his personal life the most interesting part of which is from time to time Beckett attends some of the most prominent sports cards and collectible conventions held in various US cities and is considered a celebrity within the industry I love him could say that on your Wikipedia article me from time to time Enzo attends some of the most prominent sports cards and collectible conventions in various cities around the world and is considered a celebrity within the industry not until I get my card not until you get your card but yeah, in general I don't know Beckett I, I, to be honest I think it's kind of a thing where no matter what they do everyone kind of is going to slate them now they almost have that kind of internet yeah thing where they, they could come up with a great idea their chief vision officer could chief vision yeah and I think they're just going to be slated I think it's almost I, I'm trying to think of like a comparative maybe Spurs well I, I had a I had a, a thought about this based on something that you said to me on the last podcast okay we were talking about uh, CSG mm. and you said and we were reacting to some news or whatever and you said to me well look are you going to grade with them either way and I said, no. And you said, well, it doesn't matter. Mm. Um, and that's how I felt about people getting really angry on the timeline. The BGS. But there's so many, because they, there is legacy to them and they, they, like, there's so many cards graded with BGS. Like, even even I was thinking, like... How do you launch without a plan, by the way, for that? Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Here's what, here's what, so here's the change and here's what we're going to do. So many people have 9.5s and then we're going to turn them to 10s. The backlog would be crazy. Yeah. And, like, PSA if you're re-slabbing something I don't think you have to you're not charged like if there's an error you're not charged yeah if PSA slaps something and put an error on it you're not charged to change it but it's like if you are changing your grading scale I should not be charged to send it to you but the issue is that that's crazy because they would have so I don't even know how many cards so many cards so then then it would come down to whether or not it was a 9.5 gem mint or mint plus but no one's going to because because any buyer if you're trying to sell your cards any buyer will use that against you yeah. so even though like you know like if you're selling the card everyone would agree that a gem mint is more than a mint plus you know mm-hmm. but you're never gonna but they position themselves to be like our 9.5s they, they wanted their 9.5s to be equal to PSA 10s but at the end of the day their 9.5s are worth less than PSA 10s and their 10s are supposed to be worth more than PSA 10s and then yeah. their black labels are just meant to be this crazy people so they went with like their model was to basically say we can create something better than a PSA 10 but it's very very rare and unlikely mm. and it turns out the money is in Gemmin 10s which are the highest population of a black label and a pristine 10 and a PSA 10 for example mm. there's more PSA 10s so people 
not everyone's getting a black label basically so why they, they they made themselves they forced themselves to become a niche grading company yeah do you know what i mean well i mean I, to be honest I, I i don't um i don't envy the position of 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 beckett because you have this thing where for years you're on par with psa yeah and then this boom happens and basically just because psa slabs look better on instagram Hmm. it attracted the hype beast sneakerhead influx into the hobby so when like the hobby went full social media and like had the pandemic boom and all that stuff and it was just like people who were like there's like a whole new influx of money who got to decide they didn't care about the traditions anything like that so they, they got to decide who is it it's PSA yeah and then Beckett found themselves drowned through no fault of their own mm-hmm. because they didn't foresee type in a tweet that says PSA 10 versus saying BGS 9.5 just hits different yeah it's just not it just it's just the way it went and so you're kind of in a scenario now where you just go like well, what do I do do it, I just fuck off like you haven't necessarily done anything <laughs> you wrong. haven't done anything wrong yeah but the market has just shifted out from under you and you're just going well what do I do yeah I don't know like it's not it's I, tough I don't envy it no but like in fairness so many grading companies popped up and have a, had a real go yeah that's like you're Becky you actually have a bit like like C, CSG or C, CGS I don't even know anymore yeah CSG they but they're doing grand you know, they're doing but I suppose they, the thing is like they're going in just like psychologically within their organisation mm. they're coming in they're going right if we can get 1% of the market in the first three years great okay now what we do okay let's our next goal is five percent in another five years but becca are like we had we just had 60 percent of the market what's going on what's happening i can't accept i'm not gonna fight you know i'm not gonna fight sgc i should be fighting psa but it's sad because the becca brand is is it everyone mean, knows it means something like, i've never seen the price guys but i've heard about them you know yeah I knew Dr. Beckett without even... But even somebody you go on the, B, on the Beckett website to try and find a pop report. Mm. You're signing, you're creating an account, you're signing you in. Sign in. It's like, guys... That's messy. So so naturally then you're like, PSA, I'm going to check their pop reports. It's clean, it's smooth. It's just, you know... That does make a difference. It's the user experience. Yeah. And I, I just feel like that, I think for me, the big thing is Beckett never really shifted to like the the online version of the hobby. PSA website is unbelievable and yeah. it has its flaws but it's like as far as usability yeah unbelievable I, na- I struggle like is there even QR codes on the back of a Becca slab I don't think so no I don't know how old this Becca slab I'm looking at is but I don't think I've ever seen it mm. and it's like what's that yeah can we not because that's it where would the QR code go yeah to their pop report you can't access it unless you have an account you have to battle with it so we feel sorry for Becca what I would call an analog company in a digital world damn do you know what that's it I felt bad for extra vision but at the end of the day goodbye it's dog eat dog out here Does people need to make moves yeah people need to make moves the progress uh, doesn't stop doesn't stop sorry Becca I don't need, P- I don't need SGC don't you have QR codes on the back but don't need them they, they, they're vintage yeah they, they've tailored us they have a niche. analog people yeah mm. um, I don't hate a BGS 9.5 by the way no and I love subgrades but I'd also I prefer subgrades on the back a couple of things from the last episode of the podcast so we talked about the Mbappe Kaboom from 2018 and we got a lot of information, uh, information based on this because we were going 
it just said on all of the slams it said uh, Panini 2018 Panini Kaboom and we're like wait but is it from Select is it from Donros what, what is it what is it from is it it's own t- whatever so it turns out it is it's own thing and, and loads of people reached out but I'm going to read what Doug said right so Doug got in touch uh, which is UK baller cards UK underscore baller underscore cards on Instagram and Doug said I'm sure someone else has reached out they had Doug but I'm going to use yours uh, but if not uh, if not the 2018 kabooms are kind of correctly labeled on slabs as they never came out from a set which is why in my opinion they are the worst kabooms mm-hmm. they were panini rewards cards came in little packs of two cards where both cards were kabooms two per pack as opposed to one per case 50 card checklist where 25 were NBA 15 NFL 5 MLB and 5 soccer wow so that was the story they were online exclusives I kind of like that though like I know people hate them and but imagine if you could open a packet with two kabooms in it be very exciting that would be exciting but as we know from things that are not embedded into a hobby box into a checklist just hard to people chase. don't care people don't care but I think enough time went that people are kind of uneducated on it yeah but then I feel like a like lot of ourselves. people who were here at the time mm. they they like remembered it and they were like no they're not real kabooms I feel like we got a lot of that kind of okay gatekeeping uh, a lot of gatekeeping but it's fair like, that's good education yeah it is good education all kabooms are not made equal no uh, some kabooms are more equal than others um, I've seen like a one of one I don't know if they have one of one kabooms everywhere because mm. it was green one of one Mbappe kaboom that i seen and I was like I don't think I've ever seen a one of one kaboom I've only seen the gold kabooms um, yeah one of one I guess kabooms are very rare if they're one of one you hardly ever see but um, I'd imagine if they did it for those weird panini packs they probably did it probably have it but I don't know I feel like we would have seen we would have heard more about of one of one kaboom someone correct me on that well I'll tell you there's a whole interesting article here oh, I see one um, you see a one of one yeah a John Elway from 2021 absolute so not from that set so there, there is green one of one kabooms and maybe they're in every set or maybe not I don't know why green I don't know okay um there to be some color there is an interesting uh, article here uh, on Kaboom on UK baller cards so I recommend going and reading that if you like um, a little history of uh, Kabooms also another thing we said was um, I believe Zach had written in and said to us that he may have found a little uh, loophole where the 2022 National Treasures messy patches or match worn and he couldn't find any other Panini or Tops patches hmm. that uh, said match worn said match worn a couple of people got in touch Brad got in touch and said uh, 2020 uh, Panini Immaculate patch autos of Messi were match worn from his Club World Cup kit especially the booklet patch auto so it's 2020 Immaculate okay Panini high end and then uh, KJA card said uh, listen to the recent podcast and messy patches athlete worn and match used from Topps Museum uh, from Topps Museum so KJ says Topps Museum ones are match used okay Champions League probably I, 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 all I could see was player worn and the ones I looked at but I'm not willing to <laughs> look at them all to look at them all <laughs> so <laughs> so I have Great. to believe you um, so we've had the record straight on the Kaboom and on the messy match worn patches and then we have a listener question okay Get ready for this. Let us know. So this is from Michael. Hello, Michael. Hi. I started listening to your... Po- now I'm Michael. Okay. 
Hi, I started listening to your podcast about three days ago. Wow. And I'm up to episode 13. That's the beginner's guide, I believe. It's on episode 17. Don't know. Don't remember. Um, Maybe it is. I have a question about club or about no not club workup just World Cup stickers. Would it be a good investment to hold unopened boxes or to try and pull the Messi CR7 and hot rookies? Depends what year. Lean in, lean lean into that microphone. For Depends me. what year, Jason. Yeah, um, I presume he means uh, the latest World Cup. If you're sitting on the American version, which has potential parallels, I would hold. Yeah, but if you're sitting on just uh, regular bog standard uh, Irish stickers, I, I don't even know if I'd say open or hold, just whatever. But you know, can I just the, the interesting thing about this question is that this person's listening episode thirteen, so that's yeah. what twelve weeks into the podcast, thirteen weeks into the podcast. Yeah, so that is that would put you in October twenty twenty. Yes, very different world back then. Different time when a sticker. You, you could you know James were you could do a lot with stickers you could do a lot with a sticker back then if they have the parallels in them from this year's World Cup I'd hold them because I think that's cool it's unique it's it's cool otherwise I don't think there's a lot you can do with stickers uh, even with the rookies I think it's limited if you grade it you get a 10 there's only a certain value you would have yeah but also holding World Cup sticker boxes I mean again it's Messi's winning the World Cup I think it, it only makes sense from a value proposition if you're holding the ones that have potential parallels in, even though the Messi 101's already been hit okay I think it's fair the, now I have to um, go back to Michael and say we've done this uh, we've answered this on the podcast so you'll have your answer in 136 uh, uh, I feel like people episodes. listen people that are because there's a few people binging the old ones someone was complimenting an Irishman was complimenting Card College and was complimenting the Beginner's Guide maybe or no Postcards United not the Beginner's Guide um, I have a feeling people that are binging the old episodes are also up to date on the new ones you know it's that thing like if you're listening to a show or whatever You've you've listened to this week. So now there's nothing else. You have to wait a week, or you wait a few you days. We do it twice a week. People, back. we do it twice a week. Yeah, you just go back then. Yeah, to eat up time, you're catching up. But I think you're still staying in tune with the latest. Okay. So I have a feeling he will have heard this. Right. So should I? But I should still tell him, should I? Yeah, you should talk to him for sure. I'll talk to him. <laughs> I'll have a chat with Michael. Let's see if we can work something out. Um. So yeah. So that's. I think we're all cleared up in terms of uh, in terms of that, and we're all we're all good. We're good. So I, I'm I'm ready to I'm just about ready to close off Hobby HQ. Okay, that's it done. Hobby HQ in the in in the books. In the books, a big one today. Big. big. Now let's just quickly talk about football. Um, on Saturday morning, yeah, we had Manchester City hosting Liverpool. A cracking game. A cracking game. No, no Erling Haaland up front. He's injured, so that wasn't a complete lie. He told to Norway. I was pretty sure it was. You were convinced. Um, I was convinced it was a lie, but uh, I've gone all out of focus. What's happened? Mm. That was weird. It was scary. Don't speak on Erling Haaland's name. Yeah. It was haunted by the Manchester City media team. Um, so, yeah. So, no Haaland for City. Alvarez started up front. And Liverpool looked like they were going to continue their very good form against the top teams this season. Uh, when Mo Salah, uh, Mo Salah. scored a... a to make it 1-0 to Liverpool. He's now scored in all four meetings between the two teams this season. But just like that time they scored early against Real Madrid and then got smashed, it was a false dawn. And uh, Julian Alvarez, Kevin De Bruyne, Ilkay Gundogan and Jack Grealish, who was very, very good all game, mm. um, made it 4-1 between them. It's a good game. And Liverpool have never looked more like they needed a whole new 
uh, midfield in their lives. They just need all new midfielders. Everyone else is fine. Everyone else is fine. Just get new midfielders. It's not difficult, people. What's going on? Jude Bellingham. You're crying out for him. You go and get Bellingham. You go and get him. You go and get him. That's what Orkin would say. You go and get him. How much is he? 150 million doesn't matter. How much could he be? Put him in the midfield. Um. Yeah. Because you're starting with Harvey Elliott. How would Fabinho still get in the game, by the way? Because he uses his golden era. To be fair, it's just... His legs are gone. Yeah, but they worked too hard during the glory years on the club. That's it. That's how they were so good, is that they ran so much. They ran themselves so to the ground. And you can't sustain that for a long period of time. Yeah. So, there you go. But just... Unless you're Mo Salah. Unless you're Mo Salah. What a player he is, by the way. But like Henderson, <laughs> Milner, they need to go. Yeah, Fabinho's to go. in the bin. Yeah. That's it. That's all I can say. Um, and then I don't even really want to talk about it, but uh, Bayern smashed Dortmund. In I mean, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. But same thing Thomas happened. Tuchel is now the Bayern manager. Which is great. Which is great. So that's... We're, talk, um, we're going to talk about a team battering on the team. Let's talk about AC Milan. Putting on a masterclass. A masterclass at the stadio uh, Diego Armando Maradona. Listen, they didn't have Victor Osimhen, but that didn't matter for nothing. Yeah, what's he? In goal? Uh, yeah, what's he? Cent- central defender? He's not stopping Rafael Leao. Might have been 4-1. Maybe. Maybe. Um, Leo was electric. Leo was electric. Brahim Diaz and Alexis Salamakers. Salamakers was unbelievable. Tonali was a was a bull, they said. He was a bull in the midfield. A bull. Yeah, Liverpool could use him. A rhino. No, he's not a kind of... Uh, I'd like him to have a long career, thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, Kroonich again. Brilliant. Benacer. It was, it was brilliant. Right. I'm just delighted. And I, it, it's a good... Again, it's very important because we're going to play them in the UEFA Champions League quarterfinals for an opportunity to play a semi-final against either Inter Milan or Benfica so like by all accounts as a Milan fan you couldn't have wished for a more likely or more positively probable likelihood of potentially it's a friendly draw it's a friendly draw to get into a Champions League final basically now it's no guarantee of course Um, but yeah it, it basically if you're about to have a two-legged tie against a team yeah. you want to rock up and you have a, a league game away going to their home you rock up you put four past them yeah you're walking around with a swagger now it doesn't advantage, mean anything advantage Milan psychological advantage yeah. Milan for this uh, quarterfinals and or we woke up a sleeping beast Jason and now they're going to be ready for us they're going to say ooh yeah. hold on a minute we walked up there and we said oh by the way we're the champions and to be honest I think having a proper goalkeeper in goal has kind of changed our season for the positive um, I don't know if you saw it but at half time uh, Luciano Spalletti the Napoli manager was telling Raffaele out to cool it down on the celebrations and the uh the gloating hmm. and uh, Pelo Maldini said to Spalletti this is all happening in the tunnel uh, he said to Spalletti will you calm down you've already won the league what are you getting so angry about because hmm. um, the Champions League the, the backdrop of that entire game yeah. was the Champions League it's the a prelude league, it's a prelude of what's to come yeah. it was a 4-0 drop obviously they were missing their main goal scoring threat and I think they play totally differently when he's up there but yeah. we put four by them so let's have it up to third now in, in Syria. I said to you, you said something like you posted on Twitter, like, oh, Enzo, when they have to play Napoli three times in two weeks. Now I said, we're going to get them. And we're doing it. One down. To best of three. We'll have to see how it goes. Yeah, that was the least important one yeah. of the three. So. I've got, <laughs> don't, don't go easy. Don't yeah. count your chickens before the hatch. Oh, we're going to do it. Um, And, uh, yeah. Also, some seconds in the Premier League. Brendan Rodgers gone out of uh, Leicester gone. because he got beaten by... Uh, 97 year old Roy Hodgson um, who made his return to Crystal Palace um, and um, who else got sacked oh Graham Potter Graham Potter so I believe when Graham Potter was hired I think we sat on this podcast and we said why have you done that you're going to get sacked and uh, he just thought it was a good idea and he went and did it and he got sacked so um, 
Congratulations to him for a big payday. But he didn't get a payday. Didn't get a payday. No, apparently there was a clause in his contract. Yeah. Allegedly. That means if Chelsea dropped into the bottom half of the table, out of the top half, they don't have to pay him 50 million. And the day he got sacked was the same day for the first time since he's been hired that they were below the top half. I tell you what. A stipulation, Jason. Why? Because you're just, you're signing that and you're going, well, that won't happen. The bottom half. I've been in the top half of Brighton the whole time. Yeah, I can be in the top half of him. Yeah. Kyle Mudrick and the gang. Yeah. Terrible. No 50 million. He might get something, like a reduced. But yeah, he probably gets a little severance. Something to keep him going. But it's not 50 million. Here's a cool two mil to see you through to the summer. There's a few bits. Yeah. So Todd Bowley really was This waiting. guy, I mean. He knew. He, yeah. Everyone's saying, why, if, why is Potter still here? He's going, because he's declining just enough he's, for me to I'm, save. I'm giving million. him enough rope. Just and he's going to... Yep. So, um... I reckon what, what Conte did and just went out and slandered everyone and got purposely sacked because how could you not? Yeah. But no, Todd Bowley knew. And poor old Spurs because they were looking at uh, Conte gone and Nagelsmann gone out of bar and thinking, should we could hire Julian Nagelsmann? And Todd Bowley said, nope. Boop. <laughs> and uh, he sacked Potter so that he could hire probably uh, Nagelsmann. I think so. I think so. I don't see who else he would hire. Yeah, there's no one. This is The market's not rich at the moment. They've sacked two managers in the same season now, haven't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah, mad. I mean, you've sacked the the Bayern Munich the current Bayern Munich manager to get the replace the, the one that got sacked for him yeah it's yeah, just you can't you almost can't bring in Nagelsmann because then you have to feel foolish because what are you doing if Bayern are saying geez we'll get rid of him to bring him in meanwhile you got rid of him to get Potter in yeah hmm tough yeah. tough position go. it's not easy Beckett executives and Chelsea managers that's the name of this episode um right We'll see you on Thursday for a, for a very special Q&A show. Enzo, are you going to just be putting some stuff up on the old social media when you're over to see Man United? I will do, yeah. Just let us have a little, little peek into the match day experience, would you? Behind what it's like to play against the Brentford Bees. Yeah. I'll do it. Okay, great. Um, have a good week, everyone. Thanks.